0: Hello and welcome to From A to C, the first in our new series of swimming podcasts. My name is Siobhan Cronin and I'm the editor here at the Southern Star. For almost a year now, I've been writing a blog called From A to C about my swimming adventures. I'm not aiming for the Channel Swim or even the Fastnet here on our own doorstep, but I do like to do a gentle one or two kilometre swim at the weekends with friends. Swimming became such a lifeline for so many people during the pandemic, and so many have kept it going, meaning Ireland has a really strong and wonderful community of sea swimmers today. Over the next few months, I will be bringing you regular chats with men and women who have found a passion for the sea around Ireland. Some will tell life-changing stories, others will offer swimming tips, but whatever the chat, we hope to have some fun and hear about some great watery adventures along the way. Our first guest in the series is Melissa Duncan, a dub who has relocated to County Leash, where she has even built her own swim pool where she coaches swimming at all levels to all types of mermaids, young and old. But I met her recently when she came to West Cork to spread the word about the total immersion method of swimming. For the past few weeks I've been training in this method which puts the emphasis on the body being as streamlined as possible and displacing as little water as possible as you go basically gliding effortlessly along. Melissa is a real convert to the technique and I met up with her again on Zoom to chat about how she discovered TI as it's known and also some well-known West Cork names she has coached along the way. Welcome Melissa Duncan to our swimming podcast part of the In the News series from the Southern Star and you're based up in Strad Valley in County Leash so tell me, how did you get involved in swimming from the off?
1: Oh, God. Well, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I'm privileged and um, delighted to be here. So thank you. Um, swimming for me um, was a long way about. Um, yeah, I went the long way around things. Um, I don't really have much of a swimming background. Um, like most people, I started my swimming journey with school swimming lessons um and what I call them now, looking back, they were more survival classes. Um, so I don't really have um lots of medals hanging on my wall from my school days. Um, as a swimmer, but um, what I do have is lots of background knowledge, and I can relate to a lot of people. And uh, most swimmers, I suppose, in um how they first started to swim. Um, I suppose most people listening to this would probably agree that uh. With school swimming lessons, you learn to swim from one side of the pool to the other and hope for the best that you get there. And um, and that was my way of swimming um, for a number of years, um, pulling and kicking and uh, getting to that wall. During college then, when I left school, um, I went to college and I became a fitness instructor. And part of the criteria with fitness instructor was being a lifeguard and a level one swim teacher. Um, so I went down that road uh, 1999 I first qualified as a sim teacher and uh, 24 years later <laughs> I'm still doing it uh, so they might be doing something right. Um,
0: Brilliant and can I just ask you Melissa like you're you're from Dublin originally I'm guessing or that area by your accent and, and now you're in Leash which is landlocked so I mean do you get to the sea much?
1: Um, not very often. We have two little kids and I suppose lockdown kind of pulled us back from um, getting getting out and about. But we do have a kayak and we pop the kids with life jackets in the kayak and two of us take turns to go swimming. So we make the most of what we've got. Um, the kayak tends to come with us on most adventures. But uh, at the moment we use pools and I have my own swim studio here. So I coach from the swim studio. And... Um, yeah, I get out as often as I can.
0: And can you remember your first, like your first memory of swimming or the water? Because if you grew up in Dublin, you were pretty much near the coast wherever you were. So, what was your first memory of water?
1: Um, first memory of water was going to the pool with my dad. Growing up and um, him bringing us on Sundays for swims. Um, so I've fond memories of messing and doing shark playtime with dad in the pool. Um, so I was always confident in the water. I was never fearful, um, which I, I'm quite quite fortunate, I suppose, looking at most of my clients that, you know, I, I have a range of people that I've taught to swim over the years and fear was never one of my factors. Um, but oh, first open water experience, I suppose probably when I was comfortable enough and I became a teacher or lifeguard. So in and around 18, 19, learning to swim properly Yeah.
0: Right. And I suppose that's a little bit different to a lot of people down around West Cork who kind of have grown up right, right in the scene early, you know, they're either fishing families or sailing families or boating. So a lot of people here uh, would have, you know, from a very young age have interaction with the sea. So it's kind of very interesting to see how different people from different parts of the country have have, you know, learned. To, to love the sea in different ways but you mentioned there your pool so tell us a little bit about how that started because not too many people have a, a pool in their back garden.
1: Yeah outside the box kind of thinking Um, came from Dublin lived in Kildare and obviously landlocked Um, I was hiring pool bank and I was working poolside in lots of hotels and uh, county council pools I was working in three pools at the one time and I was always paying rent, so um, it was just when we built our home, I said, you know, I was going to pull the garage apart and hope for the best that the husband gives me one side of the garage. And I um, cleared that out, and I put, like, a small little tank in, in the, the garage, and it's now called the swim studio. Um, obviously, working with lots of swim teachers over the years, we'd often sit and have coffee on a Saturday or Sunday when we had no kids, and we'd all pass, um, you know content around of what we worked on um, weekly sessions or what kids we had in and we'd throw ideas around. And one girl came to me and said, you know, there's this guy on YouTube and he's doing total immersion. And total immersion was always, hindsight was always in the back of my head that I wanted to go and develop the stroke because I suppose we're always trying to ask each other questions and figure things out. And as a Swim Ireland teacher, and as a swimmer, um, I kind of was reluctant to get those answers to my questions. So I kind of had to do outside the box way of thinking. Uh, then obviously with the sim studio in the foreground, um, it was going to become a total immersion studio because that just wasn't here in Ireland at the time. Yeah. So
0: now you need to probably explain to some listeners what total immersion is. And hands up here, how I came across you was I saw you advertising a workshop recently in Baltimore in the Wild Atlantic Pool, and I decided to go along and figure out myself what this was all about, because I had heard a lot about total immersion, and I'd seen what I suspected were people on Instagram swimming that technique, but there weren't a lot of them saying it. So I wanted to find out exactly what it was. So let us into the secret of this fantastic technique that leaves you with uh, more energy and less uh, pain, let's say once you master it.
1: Okay, okay, cool. So if we kind of look at each other um, as humans or terrestrials or land-based mammals, um, total immersion swimming is very much um, a different way to look at things. Obviously as humans, um, we're land-based and uh, to put ourselves in the water um, everything is just kind of, you know, it, it doesn't come naturally to us. So the way Total Immersion takes a spin on it is like you want to be an aquatic mammal. You want to change your mindset and not do human way of swimming, but do like aquatic way. Uh, so fish like swimming comes into the context there. Um, you think about terrestrials, it's all about trying to avoidance and uh, keeping the head high, keeping the limbs They're going like mad and they're trying to stop you from sinking. And this just kind of comes primal to us. Yeah. Um, And then you want to keep moving your arms and legs and uh, keep yourself surviving. Yeah. And I suppose if you take away the kicking and the pulling and trying to improve um, your technique by this way, um, it's just quite uncomfortable as a TI swimmer and awkward for me now, looking back, I suppose. Um, so yeah, um, total immersion has a kind of kaizen way of thinking as well. Um, it's outside the box way of thinking. Um, I suppose no skill is ever fixed or static, but it's a way of improving. And then obviously we want to always seek constant improving.
0: but um, so I what I took one of the things I took most from it because I've been practicing myself the last few weeks since you mentioned a torpedo in the water, and even you mentioned boats and the bobbing of the boats. And so I suppose, you, are you trying to kind of make yourself like a vessel in the water? And so there's not that much displacement, because I think you also said that the traditional way of swimming, there's a lot of displacement of water. You know, you're you're turning your head to the side, you're putting your arms right back behind your hips. Uh, there's a lot of actual movement. So we're actually trying to make ourselves almost um, very streamlined in the water. Would that be a way of looking at it?
1: Yeah, well, the best way to move through the water is not to displace the water and move less molecules. So you want to be thinking, again, like, yeah, to create the best shape. And the more bubbles you create, the more resistance or more drag than you know, within the movement. So you just want to, yeah, slip through the water and feel the water support you as you travel through it. That's and our way not, of thinking.
0: But it's not actually that difficult,
1: is it, to learn? Oh, no oh no it's effortless and that's kind of what we put a spin on it, it should feel comfortable it should feel as comfortable as you and I going for a walk or going for a run you've got great control as a human being land-based and you should feel the same control if you put a different spin on it if you put a different way of thinking you should feel that same control underwater but you and it was
0: as good a workout though because that's what a lot of people would be concerned about are they going to be as toned after it are they going to if they're not out of breath as much is it actually doing any good
1: <laughs> so i suppose like in order to exceed uh, succeed in everything you have to exercise exercise the mindfulness side of things first and um if you're relaxed enough um and you're restful in your mind uh the skills kind of come but other in order to kind of ingrain those skills you have to go a little bit slower in order to get faster so like the speed will come but people kind of often think as total immersion being a slow way of swimming but that's only within the practice side of things obviously there's great swimmers out there that have speed behind them but you have to slow down and rebuild that cortex that like part of the brain in order to um yeah change your skills and change your mindset and then once you have that it just comes as a natural to you and then you kick in your speed and then the propulsive side comes with it
0: yeah yeah and you have worked with some competitors like so you have worked with people who who need speed as well as technique
1: oh lo- loads yeah I'm not going to name drop but yeah I've had I've had some great swimmers uh, come to the studio um, I suppose one from West Cork. Um, Steve Redmond has come out to me. Um, he's such an amazing guy. I suppose Steve, anyone who listened to this podcast, um, he doesn't need me to describe him. He is mad as a box of frogs, but such a lovely, lovely gentleman. Um, he came to see me in 2016. Um, because they were filming him for the Cork um film festival. And he wants to look good in the water. <laughs> so he obviously knows his swim and he knows how to move. And he has so many accomplishments under his belt. But um, but yeah, Steve Redmond would be one that I don't mind name dropping on because yeah, he's cool.
0: And does he swim with the TI technique? I've often wondered.
1: He does and he coaches a little bit with TI too. Right. Um, very fond of the stroke. But like that, I suppose, having swam so many swims and having like, you know, worked really hard to get to where he is, um, he finds it a little bit um, more like, I suppose, hard trying to ingrain a new method. And, you know, he's used to his traditional style of swimming of kicking and pulling and you know he he does elements of ti if you watch him swim you can see his nice relaxed recovery arm you can see a couple of um fundamentals of he's got good balance he's got good shape on his body as he travels through the water he's in control but um yeah he 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 does enjoy ti and i know he does practice it
0: and speaking of that you are organizing as as you regularly do a trip abroad and I saw you were going to Lanzarote with with some students so like tell me the difference between swimming there and swimming in Ireland like does the heat does the heat help your stroke you know um or do you come back then finding that it's much more difficult to get back into the Irish
1: the Irish sea <laughs> or the Atlantic well I think um a couple of years ago before Covid we took a group of swimmers to Barcelona and um, there was loads of hardcore Cork people <laughs> that are all in their skins and on the beach at sunset, uh, sunrise in the morning, and we're like, you know, landlocked people, and we're all wearing our wetsuits. And these guys strut down onto the beach at six thirty a.m. and um, they're ready to go. And uh, like that's great crack, but um, the water temperatures in May are in and around um what they probably would be in September well that was Barcelona I know Lanzarote would be slightly warmer we're kind of going to work um essentially on skills so we're doing a lot of pool based technique and then the option is there to do open water so there's be sunrise swims some um sunset swims and the we're going for the sea we're going for the sun and we're going to I suppose be connected with other like-minded people from all parts of the world not just Ireland Um, yeah but we we tend to run camps and uh, let people come and discover what they want from their swim and they feed off other students while they're there so it's, it's super cool.
0: And tell me some about your favourite place to swim then back home in
1: Ireland or what
0: particular swims do you like if you do some organised ones?
1: I like talking to someone from Cork. I have to put the forefront out there and say Lockheign is my absolute favourite. When myself and Martina Cahill, who's the other TI coach who works alongside me here in the swim studio, were there with you guys last two weeks ago. We took a dip in the Baltic uh, Loch <laughs> Um but yeah, there's super rapids there as well. Um, I have a little YouTube um, channel for the swim studio and you can see there footage of me swimming in Lockhine. So every time we go to Loch Lockhine, we tend to take a dip. We're back there with you guys in April 15, 16th and around that weekend. Um, and once again, I'll be back in Um, Another great place for open water swimming is um, Inish Eer, so um I have been to Inish year and there's crystal blue waters. You get the ferry over. We we camped in Nagle's campsite and we got the ferry over. Um, and that's a beautiful spot to swim in. Um, Glendalough, an annual swim. There's a two and a four k loop of Glendalough. You can do one lap, or you can do two, and that's four k. Um, yeah, there's some really nice open water spots to swim in.
0: So do you agree with um? Steve and I think his, his partner um, Noel Brown they'd, they'd say like that Ireland has some of the best open water swimming in the world and we're not really even like promoting it as well as we should be it could be a really good tourism angle for us.
1: Oh amazing like there's the um there's the Fastnet like and how how amazing to have Noel Brown as a skipper and to be bringing people out only the last day we were there martina was talking to him about 2024 20, and jumping on a boat with him and going off to accomplish that because she has that on her tick list to do um so yeah there's some super swimming super swimming in ireland and
0: and have you really seen a, a rise in interest yourself now i mean you're doing it a good few years now at this stage melissa but it's true what they said is it about the pandemic having really kick-started a a, a new love for swimming
1: yeah, I think people um, have, you know, taken on new challenges and discovered parts of themselves that they hadn't already discovered before lockdown. Um, and I think people are kind of looking for things to kind of achieve or, yeah, just put themselves in that stream of like wanting to kind of um, learn more or develop a new skill. And I suppose swimming... There's always learning and improvements to be done within your skill, even if you feel like you've got to a stage where you know enough, you never know enough. There's always something to, you know be mindful of. And uh, swimming is one of those things that, yeah, you can be good at a certain point, but you can always, you know, further your education.
0: Brilliant. Well, listen, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast, and uh, we look forward to meeting you back again in West Cork soon.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thanks Emily. It was a lovely chat to you. Thanks for listening to the Southern Stars in the News podcast. This episode was produced and presented by Southern Star editor Siobhan Cronin and edited by me, Dylan Mangan. This episode was the first of the eight C series focusing on sea swimming, So if you enjoyed it, please be sure to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. For stories like this and more, visit southernstar.ie forward slash podcasts where you can swim through our previous episodes and be sure to pick up a copy of this week's newspaper, available in shops this Thursday or online via our e-paper at subscribe.southernstar.ie. Thanks for listening.